Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? This is Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock podcast. When I'm not texting insults back and forth with the two fuckos known as Tom and Zeus, and I need a little something to pick me up, I turn on and turn up the Shout It Out Loud cast because I can't sleep at night without knowing how Paul Stanley came up with those clever lyrics to Love Gun. Now, crank it up. Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud Cast, episode 86. We're calling this one Talk to Me Too. Ooh, Electric Boogaloo. Tom, how the hell are you? I'm here, buddy. I'm great. Uh, summer is over in my house. Uh, as of the day of this recording, my son has started school already in August. Yep. So summer's over. Um, we're back at it. And uh yeah, so it's a it's a it's a change. You know, he's getting up at the he's getting up early. I have to get up earlier than him now and so for him some days now. Cause sometimes I get up and I drag him out of bed and so it's kind of a whole change of pace for everybody in the house. And it's still August. So that's how we roll up here in New Hampshire, apparently. All good, my friend. All good. Yep. What's up um, with you? What's up with you, Booger? <laughs> Other than the fact that my Skype won't allow me to see you, I don't know why. You're not missing um, anything. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, it, today's my daughter's birthday, so I, happy oh, yeah. birthday to Natalia, who's that's right. now 12. Oh, wow. And uh, congratulations. Happy birthday. Come listen to me, me and your Uncle Tommy talk about Kiss. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh well, man! It's, it's actually come listen to us vent about kiss. That's what today will be. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. So we are doing a uh, talk to me two episode, uh, which will be a recurring theme. We'll do probably annually. But before we do that, we like to go back and circle back to what we did last week. First, 
What did we do for polls? So our polls last week. So let's start with the Thursday poll. So uh, the Thursday poll last week was a monster versus Sonic boom poll. And it was modern day Delilah versus hell or hallelujah. And something different. We know we, we uh, the Thursday polls are usually fun polls. The Monday polls are episode related. The yeah. Thursday ones are just, you know, people love polls scrolling through Twitter and seeing something fun to vote on. So what do you think the, uh, the, the, the percentages were on this one? Modern day Delilah versus hella hallelujah. Good amount of votes on this one too. I would say 60, 40 modern day. Yep. You're close. 64 to 36 modern day Delilah. And I'll tell you right now, the people who like Hello Hallelujah were very, very vehemently like Hello Hallelujah compared to modern day Delilah. I like them both. I I personally voted for modern day Delilah. I think they're both great songs. Uh, I wish they had more songs like that, you know, in their catalog with those last two albums. But, you know, we'll save that for when we do album reviews. Um, yeah, I would say this. I, I think I like Hallelujah uh, better. Yep. However, I love the solo on Modern Day Delilah. Oh, I it's do. awesome. It's awesome. Yep. Tommy Thea rips it on that one for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. Do you want to get into the other poll? I don't, I don't think you do. Why not? Let's do it. Okay. I have nothing to lose. Uh, okay, so the poll last week was related to uh, our our previous episode. It was the Monday poll, and it was one-word song titles. So what we did was we published the um, both lists, okay, and we had people vote. Well, I came out smoking hot in this one. I won 76 to 24% in the voting. Uh, and then the comments were uh, interesting, too. So... Somebody, a lot of people, it was funny because like, say like Twisted Kister, Tom by a Country Mile, Zeus ended up with maybe two songs that would have ever been in my list. Uncle Polly, Tommy freaking dominated this draft. Seriously, Zeus, what was up with your last three picks? Great episode as always. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to the three word song draft that contains at least 36 <laughs> consonants and 11 vowels. So as you can see, we're getting into the poll and we're getting into last week's episode kind of all combined. So, um. That was, the, that was the feedback on the poll, which in turn was feedback kind of on the episode as well. Let me add a couple things sure, on sure. that. I told you I was going to get a, my ass kicked on this poll. Yep. I chose the songs that I wanted to choose. Uh, would I? And we talked about it, that each one of us would probably have taken other songs if we just did our own top 12 songs. However, it's draft time. Right. And with, in addition to that, I thought I had a couple people that, had my back but maybe they came in the episode tweets not the poll tweet yeah you had a couple we'll, i think uh, we'll we'll get to that we'll we'll get to that a little bit um i think because i think there are a couple comments the um r4 podcast says tom monkey stomps zeus this time and i often side with zeus on these things steve dewood used his ranking system that we used for the 10 episodes and started scoring <laughs> Graham Richley says I'm giving Zeus the vote He walks his own path and the songs he has chosen Are all good Tom has quote unquote better songs overall But I am one of those Carnival of Souls haters So two out of the twelve from that piece of shit Lose my vote <laughs> uh, Jason H says Even though Zeus has Deuce Which is my all time favorite Kiss song Tom has the better all around list Ron Page Tom hands down had the better draft 
our friend Dave Cranston, Tommy Boy in a blowout. Uh, Andy, yeah, it's not even close. I would only count a few of Zeus's choices among my favorites. Uh, there's more on that, too. Let's see. Bill Elam. Both are spectacular, but I think Zeus's has the edge barely. Todd Herrig, Tom for the win. Sorry, Zeus. And then a new Twitter personality emerged known as I love it louder. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there's a little suspicion on this, but uh, we'll save that for a separate time. Maybe. And is that another sunny poony burner account? I, I don't know. Put it this way. Our, our Twitter investigative staff is, uh, <laughs> is working on this right now. Uh, he says, lest we forget the new attracts on Zeus's list, which I have to side with him on. They're pretty great. And for all the love we give any, everyone else, the Tommy Thayer tracks are awesome. Just not one word titles. Darren, Dracula Lizard. Tom had all great choices except Hooligan. Terrible song. <laughs> Someone agrees. Someone agrees with you. So that's feedback from Twitter on the poll and uh, episode feedback as well. Awesome. Awesome. Got, any, got anything from uh, Facebook about last week? Yeah, so I have some uh, Facebook stuff here, Tom. Sean McNair, it seems like he's giving us a little shit. You said you weren't sure if you had a draft where you took Gene's songs, the first four picks. Didn't you have an all Gene makeup draft? Yeah, no shit, Sean. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> exactly. No what the fuck? <laughs> um, Daniel Peoples, haven't listened yet, but this seems like it might be Gene heavy. It was. It was. David Zanet, listening, boomerang all day. <laughs> and then Mike Panulo, I'm going to go with Odyssey. Ew. Oh, God, I hope he's joking. Nobody can be that serious. Yeah, so that's some of our feedback that we've gotten over uh, on this episode, Tom. Kiss drafts are always fun, and uh, I thought this one was a pretty good one. Absolutely. Yep. No, people, people get into it because they love, uh, they love making their own picks and they love shitting on ours or saying what they like and don't like about them. So always a good time. Yeah. So let's go and move over to kiss world. What's going on there. All right. So really nothing going on right now. Um, you know, and we're going to cover that a little bit, but some, the news this week, it was Gene's 71st birthday, excuse me, his 71st birthday. And, uh, our buddy, Paul Stanley uh, decided to actually acknowledge the existence of another human being on his Twitter page. Uh, and he gave a very heartfelt tweet. He said, happiest of birthdays to my brother, Gene. They say you can't pick your family, but you and I did. And we did great. Time tells all and our bond is forever. Make today extra special. That's wonderful. Except for the godforsaken picture he chose to add to the tweet, <laughs> where Paul is modeling his animalized puma shoes, his animalized girly pouch bag, and his urban sombrero. <laughs> and Gene looks like, I mean, you know, look, we love them, but come on. You couldn't have put a picture of you guys like in makeup, like rocking out, you know, with your guitars or something, but whatever. This picture would get a lot of likes retweets and paul is pitching his personal products of course the paul stanley pumas and the paul stanley puss i mean uh uh bag there um his punt his little <laughs> yeah i carry a purse yeah his 
his and little forget, fanny pack. And don't forget Gene Simmons in that picture has his money bag soda hat on too. So it's logos galore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his urban sombrero <laughs> that he picked up from Elaine Bennis <laughs> at the Peterman store. Yep. Yep. And then other news. I don't know if this is news, but our buddy Vinny Vincent oh. is back. Now, we've talked about this before. He has the event in October. We've talked about that. But now it's going to be an intimate party where he records and releases a DVD. Okay. So here is the big episode uh, or the big issue with this. The Let Freedom Rock Bash, whatever he calls it, will be professionally filmed, edited, and released as a documentary DVD of these two very special days in October 17th and 18th. Vinnie Vincent performances will be filmed live along with a, along with a filmed collage of guest interaction from the Legion and euphoria members. Those are the kiss Facebook groups. I think who kind of guard the, the guardians of the gate for uh, Vinnie Vincent. Um, <laughs> it's at a what small, you, va- what do you, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm in charge of monitoring Vinnie Vincent's fandom. Uh, sir you're a grown man (laughs) you're online monitoring vinnie vincent's facebook group and and i'm paid for this sir no no (laughs) i i I don't understand i'm not a vinnie vincent diehard so i don't understand why those facebook groups groups are called legion and euphoria i'm sure somebody out there can help us with that i don't get that at all they're like auxiliary policemen these people (laughs) Pretty much, right? Pretty much, volunteer firemen. Yeah, for the Vinnie Vincent's toxic face groups out there. Pretty much. So it's going to be at a small venue. It's at fifty percent capacity by order of the mayor. So reserve your ticket and place in rock and roll video history now. Go ahead. I, I'm still stuck on that. Tom. What? <laughs> so what do they do? They're like, real, real, real. Alert! Alert! There is a Sonny Booney fucking burner account trying to get access to the Facebook page. Put it this way. Those people, they're the exact people who would be flipping out that we're laughing about this episode, this thing, this incident right now on our podcast. (laughs) They'd be putting out a hit on us. (laughs) So... It's sunny in his burner counts. We must stop him. Must stop him. <laughs> so it says this will be an intimate party where every guest will be captured on film, their thoughts, opinions, voices, conversation, style, and excitement against the backdrop of one of the most perilous moments in U.S. history. What? The, now, now I'm lost. Now, <laughs> so let freedom rock. What are you, are you going to be showing like? like full metal jacket in the background like what do you like what are like he's gonna be showing born on the fourth of july or something show full metal jacket with the staff gunner he's gonna be fucking yelling at him what's your name fat body (laughs) are you from texas god damn it where are you from boy i admire your honesty hell i like you you can come over to my house and fuck my sister Oh God! Well, could you imagine him in Saint Vinnie Vincent as no. one of Private Joker? Who is that person right next to you? <laughs> um, I'm Private <laughs> Private Vincent, sir. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. 
Good God, where the fuck do you come from? Oh. <laughs> Private Vincent in the middle of Full Metal Jacket. This is Private Cusano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> Private Cusano? <laughs> what is that? Is that a jelly donut? In your- <laughs> because you are a disgusting fat body, Private Oh, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? Is that, is that a pantsuit that you're wearing right now? Private Cusano. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you suck dicks? Sir, no, sir. Are you a Peter Pucker? Sir, no, sir. I'll bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you. What is your malfunction? <laughs> Private fucking oh. Fury, whatever else this nickname he has. Mick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, this all right. Is my guitar. Others have one just like it, but this one is mine. Oh Jesus Christ! Right. Oh. Okay. No, but wait, it gets better. The very special Let Freedom Rock Bash will be a catered affair with plenty of spirits available. Is fucking Joycey going to be there? Hey, is there a mixer going on in there? I'll take, I'll have a Cusano teeny on the rocks, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then, then it, oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Just get a Long Island boys are going to rock tea, please. <laughs> It's time to rock and feel good again. And most of all, we need to come together to celebrate to celebrate life, liberty, and freedom. Oh, it gets better. If for any reason, COVID or otherwise, dictate the cancellation of the event, everyone will be immediately refunded their ticket price upon oh, notice. So yeah. he's, he's already got the built-in cancellation. <laughs> you're you're out of fucking shit luck. Sorry. Oh. Again, this will be the first recorded video release of a live Vinnie Vincent performance since 1988. Don't miss your chance to not only be a part of rock and roll history, but to be in the documentary itself. Uh, let's see. But, but capacity is small and limited, so reserve your tickets this weekend at vinnievincent.com. Payment must be received by, and the date has passed by the time you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Although. Oh, Although the funny thing about that, I have a I have a feeling your admission will be accepted because it's five hundred dollars a person to go to this thing. Oh my god! Oh wow! Well, Private Cusano has um, outdone himself with this one, huh? Uh, it, unbelievable! I mean, I don't know. I mean, people keep holding out that this event's going to happen, but but the fact that he has COVID nineteen or otherwise forces a cancellation. There's like zero chance this is going to happen. And zero chance you're going to get your money back. Oh, hell oh. yeah. Hell yeah. What else happened with Vinny? Yes. Um, and it's funny, too, because this whole thing started out as the Let Freedom Rock, um, you know, bash thing that we just talked about. But recently, he there was a new uh, poster for this event or, you know, poster or whatever you want to call it. And it now says... Vinnie Vincent, Eric Carr tribute. 
and it's got a picture of Vinny with Eric. Now, we tagged Eric Carr, the official Twitter page that is run and monitored by his family. Uh, they have not commented on it, so we were anxious to see if they knew about it. Uh, Carrie Stevens, who obviously is involved with Eric Carr's family, she commented and said that she knows nothing about this. I don't know what this is about. Now, everything I just read in terms of the details, that's from Vinnie Vincent's official website, and it mentions none of the Eric Carr tribute. So I don't know if this is something extra, something added. I don't know, but I find it increasingly odd, and I'm anxious to see what that means in Eric Carr tribute. Are you just going to play songs from Creatures of the Night and lick it up? Or, or like, I don't know. I, I... It seems to me distasteful. To Absolutely. It. Absolutely. It's, 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 I think it's a way to have to try to attract more people. Like, oh, you do an Eric Carr? Okay, now I'll go. Yeah, I whatever. I don't know. Let's wait and see what the Carr family says about this. You know, uh, does he have a right to do like, hey, I'm going to pay tribute to Eric and I'm going to talk about stories about Eric Carr and this. And that. Yeah, he has a right to but like, who the fuck are you to do that? Did you ask the family if you can do something like that? Like it's ridiculous right but like you said i mean technically he doesn't have to ask anybody but but why even it, it just looks like a grab especially when to, you're, yeah when you're monetizing it too that, that's exactly what i was just gonna say when you're when you're monetizing this in order to try to increase the you know the chances of ticket sales or something but like what's the tribute gonna be like are you gonna play songs from lick it i mean you you guys they they weren't officially on any albums other than lick it up, you know? So, I mean, they tore, they toured together obviously, but the whole thing is just bizarre. It's just very weird. And it's weird that this is not mentioned on the Vinnie Vincent website as well. Did you say bizarre and Vinnie Vincent in the yeah. same sentence? Good point. Good point. You're right. You are right. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of what's going on. I mean, there's really nothing, Nothing else going on, which is going to kind of be the topic of this episode. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the episode, it gets a little uh, hot and heavy here around here. <laughs> and all this Vinny talk. Let's get a little spicy here. We're talking about all this Vinny stuff. So, you know, we go for that. Yeah. We go to Adam. We go to Adam and because free stuff is awesome. But free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Use promo code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, special gift for her, and a third item you will both enjoy. And those six free spicy movies and free shipping. Promo code LOUDCAST at adamandeve.com. <laughs> so what we're going to do this week it's it's unusual especially for some of the new listeners maybe about over a year ago we did what we called talk to me and it was kind of like an open discussion between me and Zeus where we talk about kind of big things that are going on in Kiss World that that we have a lot to say about that are more than just little news items that that would fit into the news segment so people that listen to this this show, we know that we've kind of created a new character called Pandemic Paul, and we talk about him each week. We talk about his tweets and his pictures, and we kind of want to just spend a little bit of time on here, kind of purge our emotions about what is going on with Paul, 
the band and what they're doing for their fans or lack thereof during the whole pandemic and what lies ahead, especially when you compare them to some other big artists and what they've been doing since the, uh, the, the, the pandemic started. So we wanted to just spend some time kind of just having a conversation about this and, and, you know, like I said, let air, kind of airing of the grievances, if you want to put it that way in a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. So we did talk to me last year and it was kind of a spontaneous thing. Cause we were, you know, getting things were getting on our nerves and we had to feel like the, the need to rant last year. Our rant was about Stuart, I believe. And the guy that we just talked about Vinnie Vincent, who was acting all strange. And we just felt it instead of little bits and pieces here and there, let's just hit it. Let's just get this all out of our system. And so we, you know, this stuff has been building up for some time. You guys actually been giving us some good feedback that you enjoy us ranting about certain things. Now we always got to put the caveat out there that look, we love the band. We love Paul Stanley. We love this stuff. It's like family because it's family. We can, it comes from a good place. So we got to get it off our chest. There are things that are bothering us. And as fans, we want to discuss it because we think other people care about this stuff. And we just want to get it out of our system. So we're not bitching about this all the time, even though we probably will. And so we had two topics we had to come up with, and they were quite easy. Number one would be the pandemic and COVID-19. And what's KISS doing during this time? Or lack thereof. And then part two is the person who unfortunately has now been nicknamed Pandemic Paul. And uh, let's get that out of our system. So let's start with the band. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And COVID-19 and what they've been up to during this time, Tom. Yeah. So like Zeus said, we, we do this podcast and, you know, we always do the disclaimer for if cases, any new listeners out there, whatever. All of this comes from like a, pl- a place of passion. You know, we, we don't want to come on here and have to bitch about the band we love, but they've put the, they've put themselves in a position where passionate fans like us, and I'm sure a lot of you out there are like, what are you doing here to, to keep us entertained? Your, your tour has been postponed. The kiss cruise has been postponed. Everything that we look forward to as kiss fans has been postponed. You know, there's no news. There's nothing going on. What are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And I did a little bit of research and I did this not necessarily so that I could just completely and totally dump on kiss, which is what we're going to do here. But I did it as a comparison so that people can see what other big bands have been doing during this and Mm -hmm. what, what, what they've already done or what they have scheduled to have done, you know, within the next coming months. Good. Good. Let's hear about it. You have some good stuff. Okay. So I've, I've said, I've said, you know, over the past couple of weeks, pretty much every Monday throughout this virus, Metallica was doing a thing called Metallica Mondays. I think it was called a month, whatever mandatory Metallica. I can't recall the exact thing. And what they were doing was every Monday and they would post it on all their social medias to get everybody excited. They would, they would live, uh, they would stream a concert on their YouTube channel for free. And it would be a concert from all eras, you know, early on in the eighties stuff from the two thousands Woodstock show, whatever. And it was, and they would hype it up on their Facebook and Twitter and it would keep the Metallica fan base engaged and excited and like, Holy shit. I can't believe you're showing the the show from 1992 when you were doing the black album or whatever. And it was just a really great way to keep people energized. We talked about what Metallica is also doing and you can bash them all you want, but they're doing that drive-in that concert. Another thing that is extremely creative based on the handcuffs per se that they have on them as artists that they, they, they want to, they want to tour stadiums. They don't want to have to do this, but they want to do something for their fans. Right. Zeus. I mean, that's what Metallica Metallica loves yeah. their fans and they take care of them. No, I, I sounds like they can't, they got creative like it or not. At least they're doing something. Yep. So then I looked at I, I looked online and I've been kind of keeping track of, like I said, things that have already happened and things that are scheduled to happen. So far, you've had bands like Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, John Bon Jovi, Elton John, R.E.M., a variety of country artists, including Blake Shelton. They have all done things either on YouTube or live stream events. Now, these are just the big artists. Okay. Yeah. They have either done things via the YouTube page or actual live stream events. Mm-hmm. There are other things that have been going on. The Monterey Jazz Festival. I'm not, I'm not into a lot of the modern jazz, but that is a huge event mm-hmm. that's going to be live streamed. iHeartRadio is have their music festival being live streamed. Lollapalooza in July. It was live streamed. They held a festival like they normally would in person. All these other bands, small bands, big bands, 
all these festivals and events, they're streaming them on their websites. They're streaming them on their social medias or they're streaming them on their YouTube channels. And we, I just don't understand when the more I see this, the more that Zeus and I get frustrated and say, how fucking easy would it be for kiss to do this? Yeah. Kiss does not require much. A sit down Q and a live, a commentary about an old concert or, you know, Friday night kiss vault, pulling something out. Obviously we know they have something, you know, they have all this material and stuff, but yet they don't do it. it. It's frustrating because I think kisses fan base is probably the most eager and loyal and they will spend the money if you put something out new. But to me, I think they're like, and it gets back to the stuff that, you know, they've earned the reputation. Why do work when I can just tell the fucking company or the record company is just going to put a oh, 35 year anniversary episode of the day that Gene took a shit on the floor. Okay, this one's in gold. Oh, this one's in orange. Oh, here's a vinyl copy of it. Let's just keep selling this shit out. And KISS fans, eat it up. But nothing new in original. It's the same old shit, new fucking cover or new stuff, but it's nothing different. And until, like, you know, there's some sort of a boycott, which would never happen. Or some sort of epiphany Or somebody gets to them And tells them look dude you're not doing shit for Now they might come back And say we don't have to We've been doing this for Fucking 50 years almost We've done a lot for these fans I don't want to do more Then say it You know then say you know we're tired And we want to rest up for the End of the road we're just not going to do anything But to kind of Just let it sit out there and just re-release LPs and and put those out there. Fiftieth uh, anniversary, a 30th anniversary, thirty-fifth anniversary. Here's the new orange-covered uh, album of Dynasty. Here's this. Like, come on! I know you vinyl people love that shit. I don't. Doesn't do anything for me. So, go ahead. Yeah, you know you're you're right, and and I I will admit I'm one of those suckers. I buy all the Kiss shit. I'm a collector. I, I buy all the vinyl, the double platinum stuff, the unmasked splatter 40th anniversary, whatever the hell you want to call it. And you're right. It's have they earned that right? Yeah, but but that's not that's really no way to go through life as an artist. So I've earned my right to not give you what you want. I mean, yeah. that's, that, that that's, doesn't really make it cool. And like we've said before, how easy would it be? Hey, tonight. Uh, on on Kiss's YouTube page, they're going to show 1975 Winterland concert. Even if you want to charge 99 cents to watch it or something, for Christ's sake, our social media pages, we do a flashback Friday. They don't even do that. Yeah. Make make the two monkeys you have working for you. I'm sorry. I mean, make Tommy and Eric like <laughs> go and host these things. Or tell them they're paid members of Kiss. Make them do some shit for the fans. Yep. Maybe they do it once a week, and then you come on once a month. Give us something, and not do to something men- original. And not to mention, who produced the uh, Second Coming DVD? Tommy yeah. Thayer was. Tommy Thayer was instrumental in putting that together. You're going to tell me that guy couldn't edit something? You know what would be amazing? And again, we're wishful thinking because we're diehards. We have a fucking podcast about this band. 
Why not put together? You are not touring for another year. Why not put out a DVD of the end of the road tour part one? Why not behind because, the seat behind the seat? Many people are going to point out where Paul is lip singing. Bingo. You're right. It was a rhetorical question. That's exactly why it's not right? going to happen. That's you're right. You're because right. There are fucking shitheads out there that think they love kiss and then put videos out there and break it down and take fucking lasers and start going, look, look, this is, this is where he's lip syncing right here. This. And then they wonder why they, they all this shit blows up. I, I don't fucking get them. That's another rant for a different show. That fucking shit pisses me off. This is my favorite band, but I'm going to do a video where I'm fucking showing that it's all fake and go to painful, painful detail, excruciating detail showing you that he's fucking lip syncing. As I say that, I'm like thinking, shit, does that make us hypocrites because we're shitting on him too right now? It's, no, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking that to myself. No, because what we're sh- what we're shitting on is we're shitting on the band's lack of involvement with the fan base. We're not shitting on the product. We're yeah. not shitting on the product. We love the band. We love the concert. Except if it's Shandy or Unmasked. Oh, exactly. Okay, that. But, <laughs> but, but we're, we're shitting on their lack of involvement with the fan base because we want more from them. Like you said, we're not, we're not doing like a Zapruder film of Paul singing, you know, heavens on fire and how he's the backing tracks aren't sicked up to his vocals or Great whatever, point. even if that's Great true. Point. So we will, we should say and give him credit for a little bit. Paul was doing some stuff. I was, yep. D- good jumping right? off point. Go ahead. So Paul was doing some stuff. He sang a little, I think he got some really shit feedback. And I think it's it's bullshit that he did. Who gives a fuck? I thought he was fine. But he got some shit feedback. And next thing you know, he's doing hotter than hell without singing the song. And he's only playing the music to it. I mean, what the fuck? You don't think that's not influenced from all the negative shit? Congratulations, assholes. You just ruined it for the rest of us. Now they don't do any of that stuff. So he's like, well, why the fuck should I do this if everyone's going to nitpick me? It's a great point. And I hear other people talking about this, too. It's like Kiss fans are their fucking worst own their own worst enemies. Yeah. Where it's like, how come Paul Stanley won't do anything? Well, here he is. He's doing uh, an acoustic Q and A. Oh yeah, but his voice is fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, well, guess what? Now he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> like you said, and, and and when when he started with those, those were those were like a pleasant surprise. It was like holy shit, like getting in the mind of Paul, like talking about songs and the background of lyrics and where he was when he was right. Like, this is awesome. He did a couple of them. They were different. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was like a light switch went off. They just stopped. Yeah. Because all the negative fucks came out and was saying what a bad job he was doing. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was bad at all, but what are the, what, what's the, what are the amount of negative people as opposed to the amount of people like me and you who are like, Oh, did you check out that video with Paul when he was like, like you're gonna Wait you're gonna minute. let a you're gonna let a few people or even like what a few thousand whatever dictate the fact that you stop doing something really interesting. But I thought he doesn't care what other people think. Oh, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> it's it, you know yeah, the most thin skinned person on planet Earth when it comes to that, and it's too bad. Yeah, and it's just the feedback and the shit that they get. But then again, you switch it over. Fine, we we'll get into Paul. Why isn't Gene doing anything? He usually loves this stuff. He'll ham it up, ask questions. You want to look up Gene Simmons interviews? He's got a fucking thousand of them on YouTube, like playful interviews where he talks about you, the fan. 
you can. Why isn't he doing anything more right now? Talk about songs. Go through a catalog. This week, I'm going to discuss all the songs on Harder Than Hell. I'm going to break it down and just. Yeah, I, I like uh, you know all mainline, but I I'm not a big fan of all the way. You know, I thought you know when I did this, this like why aren't you talking about shit like that? We would eat that up all day. You know, you know how you keep your fan base kind of entertained and and excited and interested. You do what Bruce Kulick has been doing from day one. That guy's social media. He first of all, we love Bruce. But he has been doing amazing things, interesting things. He kind of tapered off a little bit with some of the uh, guitar stuff that he was doing. But he's still doing videos. He did a Q&A video, which was awesome. Well, obviously, because he had loss of his brother in the middle of all that. That's true. No, you're right. That's true. So it, the thing with Bruce is you could say, though, well, because Bruce needs to be in the limelight. Because if he doesn't work for that, he won't be in the limelight. Versus Gene and Paul, they don't need it. But let's I'm just being devil's advocate. I, you know, Paul and Gene, he, more Gene, like I expect more from him. Yeah. And I'm wondering, too, if it's getting to the point with it, maybe it's an age thing. I mean, like Gene is 71. Like, that's not that's not young. I mean, he's he looks great when he's on stage. He looks great when he's in his pictures with his family and 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 his wife and everybody. And they're having a great time. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm using this time to just recharge and I, I just, I don't know what these people want from me. Like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll put out some shirts and some vinyl and, and that, that's it. Yeah. And they'll have a discussion about like, oh, we, we got 50 new products in the line, in the, you know, in line to come out soon. And you'll be getting these new kiss. No one gives a fuck. People will buy them because they're collectors, but they would rather hear you play a new song or talk about the music that you have played or put out a video performance or something like that. That's what they would prefer to do. Just because you put out the fucking shitty Kiss products and people buy them doesn't mean that's what they would prefer. They'll take what they can get. Give more. And I think the thing, too, that kind of led to this discussion and this idea was that Kiss sticks out like a sore thumb so badly with this. When you see what all these other artists are doing on their social media in terms of keeping the fans entertained with, like I said, with whether it's a live stream or a YouTube or a Q&A or, or some kind of in-home concert or something. And like we like we always talk about what Jericho has been doing with quarantine, doing like unbelievable recordings, and they're the all hard, in, and they're and they're all in different places. He's also the hardest working man probably in show business. Exactly, he's got a million fucking projects going AEW or movies or doing a Saturday special and jumping on these side bands, having a new album coming out for Fozzy. Uh, he's touring know, this fall. He's Fozzy's yeah, touring. I mean, He's trying to do as much as he can. You know, you can say, well, he's, you know, he needs to, or because Kiss, he, he has a pretty decent life. He doesn't need to work this hard. Right. He enjoys it. And he likes his fans to do it. And good for him. And I get the other ones are bigger. They're on a higher plane or bigger stars and stuff like that. But come on, guys, come on, put some effort, put something out there that can reasonably entice some of your long Time fans Because what you're doing right now is uh, Now I've said to you We talked about this and I think actually uh, We mentioned this On previous episodes I think the You know the best thing they should be doing for the future Is a kiss app Absolutely and a kiss app Which is maybe five bucks a month All, all their videos Are on this app 
all their home like live stuff is on there. Their discography is on there. Every song you could ever want, it's right there at your fingertips. And you pay five, ten bucks a month, whatever it is. Live interviews, people from in the band's history have interviews you can go to. Dot like WWE has the nine ninety five app. Why don't you do it for Kiss fans? You don't think Kiss fans would buy into that? But you better fucking load it up, not just. Oh, for nine ninety five a month, you can get these new kiss emojis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Right. But a kiss app, maybe they're thinking long term. That's what we want to do. So I don't want to put out videos right now of this stuff when we're just going to be putting it on an app. I don't no, know. You, but you're right, and I think that I think that's another source of frustration is that why not take so many people, so many professional people, whether it's singers, artists, performers, or professional people. They're they're trying to take advantage of this pandemic to be creative in new ways and maybe find new outlets to entertain or new ways to get their 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 word out or their their product out. Mm-hmm. And you know, it breaks my heart to say this, but I I don't want to say that Kiss doesn't care. But how else can you come to any other conclusion by saying eh, they just don't care? Like it like I think you're right. I, like. Uh, I I mean I acknowledge I'm I'm a sucker for Kiss products. I'm a collector. I always have been. Whether it's vinyl or some fucking Gene Simmons friggin' pencil clip or something, you know what I mean? But you just yeah. gotta wonder what why why aren't you doing that? And I think that's the thing too. Like Paul and Gene really aren't even doing like interviews with anybody. Like they're not doing like any streams where they're talking to people. I know Paul Stan did that John Bonamassa thing, and it was extremely awkward. He did that thing with Richard Marks, which was extremely awkward. In my opinion, it was awkward. I don't know what you thought about him, but those came and went. Gene Simmons did something that was awesome with Ambassador Scott Brown, previous yeah. guest on Shout It Out Loudcast. That was that was entertaining. But you know, the pandemic's been going on since March. We're going into Labor Day weekend soon. And you just gotta wonder where is their mind at? You know, like we said, the Kiss Cruise is, is postponed. The tour is postponed. There's nothing on the Kiss calendar for a year. Yeah. So, Tom, I think about this out loud. It's like they go to either what they want to do because they don't need to do anything right now. Or they kind of try to get away with what they like and think the fans will go along. So, Gene, to me, Gene's focus has always been on business. If he's not doing music... He's probably got a million projects that he's overlooking, the different things. I've heard that toilet plungers are the future. I'm going to <laughs> corner the market. Get your new Gene Simmons from Kiss toilet plunger. Like, he's probably got business stuff that he's doing. So now that he's not in Kiss, he'll focus on that stuff because he enjoys doing business. Paul, on the other hand, wants you to believe that he's a serious renaissance man. And we'll get into that stuff because he'll be the next topic. But Paul wants you to realize that he's a soul singer and that he's an artist. You can buy his paintings or that he listened to classical music when he was a child. You know, and so that's what he's pushing on us. Neither of the two are pushing kiss on us. And it's almost like they're kind of like telling us yeah, 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 you got into it. You got into this. You got into this uh, by this. This is what got us. I'm on this guy. So now I don't need you. I'm going to do this. Well, it's kind of bullshit. It's like the fucking Chris Gaines CD for Garth Brooks. <laughs> I became the biggest country music 
slash pop music superstar because this is my formula and this is what I do. Oh, yeah? Now I'm going to become a separate character and do different music. And let's see how that works. Yeah. It worked exactly how it was going to work. So I've been in Kiss. You know me for 50 years. I'm the star child. I'm doing this. Oh, yeah? I'm going to do an album of soul music when I'm 70, close to 70. And I and I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think you could sum up that that, that those feelings by saying they've taken advantage of their fan base. Yeah. They know that they know that we're going to be here. They know that we're going to sit tight and wait for the Kiss Cruise. We're going to sit tight and wait for the Kiss Tour. We are. We got our tickets. We got our tickets. We, we didn't ask for a refund. We're taking the rescheduled date for August of 2021. And we're going to go, and we're probably going to buy $50 T-shirts. And, right. you know, they they know that. And that's the thing that's upsetting is that <clears throat> obviously bands are in the business to entertain, but they're also in the business of making money because that's their that's their lifeblood. But you don't want to be a cynical fan of your band. That's just ugly. You just don't, well, you don't want that. I know nowadays it's very easy to be that way with social media when everybody's nickel and diming everything and everything they say and do before it was just like, Oh, look at this new album. I'm going to get this. Now it's like, Oh, did you read this article in the wall street journal about Paul Stanley? And it's like, fuck him. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it has changed everybody's mind about bands and how they, you know, how they entertain and interact. But you still want you still want that kind of that innocence, that relationship of fan and band, and it just seems like Kiss is like eh, like you said, eh, that's yeah, I'm I'm good, I'm good. I I, I got nothing I got nothing to offer right now. Have you seen our Facebook group of pages and stuff and Twitter stuff? There are people that no matter what Paul does or says. They're going to be like, oh, you're the greatest. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, this is so awesome. Look, I fucking made a bologna sandwich. Oh, my God. That's the greatest bologna. Oh, can you come and cook for me and my family and make a bologna sandwich? Oh, Paul, it reminds me when I was a kid, I had bologna sandwiches all the time. <laughs> I'm so glad you posted that picture of your bologna sandwich. <laughs> I'm not going to stand here and listen to this bologna. He won't know. He doesn't stand for bologna. Like, but you're right. And and, and with all due respect, this is going to kind of segue a little bit here. You get, you, you get fans like us that love the band that are passionate about it, about the band, but we're not dummies. We're, we're like, something's not right. What are you guys doing? And then other people are like, Oh, what a wonderful Corvette that was parts of Mel. Look at that bike. Where did you buy that? That's that thing's amazing. It's just like that. Why you are the kind of people that they are, that are being that, that, that they know exist. Now again, yeah. we exist too. we exist too. Obviously, we exist too. There's but- they're the stereotypical Kiss fans. They're like parodies of themselves. Oh, where did you make that? Oh, is that pasta? Oh, pasta! Wow, fantastic! A towel. Yep. It reminds me of the car stuff. Reminds me of the guy. <laughs> That was younger. The Uh-oh. guy I was at Tony's Pizza in East Arlington and walked in, and some guy walks up to the owner and goes, "Hey man, is that your car? That car is bad. That car is fresh. <laughs> that car is the best. Where'd you get that car? That's people to Paul Stanley. Is that your Corvette, man? That car is bad. That car is fresh. Like, come the fuck on, really? Bam." Hello? Yo, what's up? I, I want I want you to hear my rap album. Uh-huh. Yo, what's up? This is my name is Curly G Cradle Rock. 
Yo, I got some good music. I want to come down there. Yo, bam! I want you to play that. Like, I know. And I so know. let's let's you know we've obviously kind of talked about the lack of any Kiss stuff out there right now for us. So let's segue into what's probably more annoying than that. It's, so it's not only just they're not doing anything, but one of the members of Kiss. What he's doing is just driving us all nuts, at least for me and you and a lot of our other KISS friends and family out there. But, you know, what's probably just as annoying is there are other people that no matter how annoying he is, they're like, oh, we love you. Oh, you're so handsome. You know, you're the greatest. Give me a fucking break, you bunch of sheep. He's fucking putting pictures up like of of pasta bowls. Like. That's what I want for my star child. Okay, once in a while, God bless you. He wants to do it good. But not when you haven't done shit for music. And everything is now always about making everybody feel like he's the smartest person in the room. He's the most eloquent. He's the he's the renaissance man. He's the most educated. He has the most feelings. He's the most empathetic. It's nonsense. It's and it's it's fucking poor. It's it doesn't reflect good on him. This is like there are times I see what he's saying. It doesn't seem sincere. It seems like this is an image that I want to portray. I'm a serious person and you need to respect me. Okay, there, fucking fucking. I'm laughing because you just said serious person. I'm just this is not a serious person right now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wrote Radar for Love. I'm a serious person. Well, Sonny thinks he's a serious person because that's Sonny's favorite song off Asylum. Oh. Hey, Sonny Cooney, <laughs> what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> but you're right. You know what? You bring up a good point. What's more annoying, having your favorite artist do nothing or having your favorite artist do this? Yeah, and, transform into a fucking new character. You're right. And we've said this before. We've kind of hinted at it a little bit. He's taking this time to reinvent himself. That he is now people like do, God, do you guys follow that guy that guy Paul Stanley? His tweets are like amazing. I did, oh, he's from KISS? That's what Paul Stanley wants to hear. He wants mm-hmm. to hear that there are people out there who are like, Yeah, don't don't worry about that band I was in where I wear makeup and you know dance around with no shirt on. No, I'm an artist. I'm a serious musician. I comment on serious political and and human interest stories. Like that's what I do. And let me just say this: that's fine. You can do all that, but it would help if you did a little bit of what put you in the position to do that stuff, which is kiss. Yeah, and when you when you do act this way, you're the same idiot. That was just fucking doing videos on Kiss Confidential, talking mm-hmm. about fat chicks, and you know, show us your tits, and insulting uh, British fucking travel guides on a tour bus. You're the same jackass that was supposedly hanging out with a chimp and fifteen girls in your bed, and Kiss Exposed. You're the same bozo that fucking wrote. I don't know. Name the song. Bang, bang you, Tom. So <clears throat> it's okay to be have a couple different sides, but don't try to act like you're different and you're this p- 
person that you're just not. And everything is about how do I come across as being an important person? Look at my educated texts and look at my tweets. And I'm going to comment on today's issues. Look, you're not Bruce Springsteen. You're not Bono. You know, you're not creating relief for Africa. You're not doing any of this shit. You never have before. And do I mean, am I saying you're banned from doing that stuff? No, but it's just not, it's not believable. It's true. It's just transparent. It just looks phony. And it's been, it's been over, it's been about over two weeks since he posted something kiss related. And it's interesting because he posted a picture of the shirt that he wore back in 1973. He said, you know, still looks perfect. And I thought you might like to see it history. Yes, Paul, we would like to see it. That's a cool thing to tweet. That's, that's a cool thing to keep your fans like, oh my God, I've never seen that shirt before. Oh, I don't remember that. But then he goes and retweets Nancy Pelosi. Like what, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and then he goes, then he, then he goes and, and, and retweets things, you know, about, uh, you know, the, 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 the Nazis and the Germans and like, okay, I get that, Paul. I know that you have a background in that and that you and Gene are very sensitive to the, to the issues with, with Jewish people. That's fine. I, I, I'm not critiquing you on that per se. I'm critiquing on your choice to mix in your social media feed with very sad to hear of the passing of Frankie Benali. That was awful. Happy birthday, Robert Plant, all this stuff. And then you go and retweet Nancy Pelosi, which like Paul, like, like Zeus said, of course, you're not banned from doing that. You can do whatever you want, but it just looks fake. It, it, you, that's never been you. You said it perfectly, Zeus. You're, you, you're not Bruce Springsteen. You're not Neil Young. You're not Bono. You're not, you're not an artist that has been involved in sociopolitical issues since day one. You know, you matter of fact, you, you've been the exact got- opposite. Yeah, and matter of fact, you have videos that we've had, home videos, where you talk about other artists doing that, and it sounds phony, and you kind of uh, insulted them and implied that they don't know what they're talking about and nobody wants to hear from them. But all of a sudden now, I'm the Renaissance man. Yep. I, I dress like a magician, and I have long hair that blows in the wind. So all of a sudden, I'm to be important person to be respected. You know, I again, I don't mind the political stuff. I just mind the fucking phoniness that it's hypocritical. Now, you've also touched on another part, and we've talked about this a few times. So he puts the big thing in there about Quiet Riot's former drummer, Frankie Benali, dying, right? Yep. Where is the one that for Bob Kulik? Where's the one for anniversary of Eric Carr's passing? Where's the one for J.R. Smallings? Who else has passed away? There was somebody else that passed away recently. Um, God, I can't remember. Okay. I, I can't recall. Regardless. All these other people have passed that are in the KISS family and KISS community. Have you ever heard him put anything very tender or emotional or thought-provoking about any of the members of the KISS family? No. He didn't even acknowledge these people. No, we talked about that. How he's just he's emotionally detached from a lot of that stuff. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to really acknowledge and, and talk about those things. But you can tell that it's. And I think this is the thing that that brings us to this this kind of discussion about his ability to 
you know, to wish a happy birthday to a certain person or to, or to, you know, send condolences to a certain person, but not another. I think, I think those, those specific things highlight the fact that there's something behind the scenes that makes him that, that, that where he's upset or he's angry at something because a normal person would be sending condolences to anybody who's been a part of their life. No, you wouldn't just cherry pick people. Like I'm going to wish I'm going to send my condolences to Frankie Benelli and his family, but I'm not going to send my condolences to maybe the fifth, the sixth, seventh, most important, important person in history. And that's Bob Kulik. I'm just going to not do that. So we, we said this when Bob first passed, that highlights the fact that you're being a little spiteful. And as, and as a, as an adult, it's my, I'm, I'm making that judgment call because I have no other judgment to make other than that. Because how can you do A, but not B? He wrote a book, his second book, basically telling people, this is how I do things, and uh, this is how you should do things. Because I do this, and I'm successful in what I do. And telling people, oh, I move on. Don't let things bother you. Meanwhile, I'm going to throw every little spiteful jab at Peter Chris anytime I can. I'm going to not acknowledge people because they've insulted me at some point in the past. I, I'm it's just obviously this guy's got fucking major issues through all the books we've read and all the stuff we've done recently, Tom, you know, it, it's quite clear. Even the book we just did when we did Sean Delaney's Hellbox, there's a small section in there where Sean talks about that. Basically Paul was under the like guidance of his, of his shrink who ran their finances for a while. And if he withdrew his services, Paul would be an emotional wreck. Right. He's fucking like, he's got major issues. And unfortunately it's, uh, it's coming to fruition during this downtime. I guess maybe the star child on stage gives him that release. I think you're right. And, get, and gets him to feel confident about himself. And that he's important and well, that he's loved. And when he doesn't have that, then he needs to get some sort of validation, some sort of affection, somebody tell him how awesome he is. And the way to do that is to put enlightened tweets out there and to get involved and tell people this and that and do interviews where you talk about, I grew up with classical music in the household. I went and saw jazz musicians. I went and saw early rock and roll classic bands you know i'm not you know i didn't write fucking read my body you know it's just well I, well the the thing is and you you probably you're hitting on something here too but the psychology of artists in general are not only people who want to perform and entertain but it's it the psychology of that is also that they that they want adulation so they 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 can't get it from their friends or their family or whoever. So they get up on stage, uh, they play an instrument and you have 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 people cheering you singing along. And that, and that's great. There, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're right. When that, when those lights go off and you step off that stage and you take that makeup off and you put your guitar away, you're now you're, now you're just Paul Stanley and he hasn't been on stage since March. So now he's just Paul Stanley. He's not the star child. He's not, he's just a guy in a, that, that was quote unquote, that was in a band. I mean, yeah, he's in kiss now. 
They're not doing anything. They haven't done anything for six months. They're not going to do anything else for another 10 or 12. So he is trying to find ways to be relevant. And he's finding ways to be relevant in the grand scheme, not in Kiss World. And which is like you said, why? You don't do that. When you get up on stage, you don't talk politics. You don't get up on stage and 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 take and take a 10 minute rant in between songs and talk about what's going on in the world or politics or the election. You don't do that, but you're doing it now. So I think that's the that's that's kind of the, the issue is like, well, wh- why? Why now? Yeah, I think the time off the seclusion and you're talking about somebody who's probably not a big fan of himself. And he needs other people to tell him how wonderful he is or he's going to fucking lose it. And, you know, the other part to this is, this sounds bad, but I don't give a fuck about Soul Station. I don't want to know that you're, oh, I'm working on it. The album. First of all, this is the longest fucking album I've ever heard of taking. This thing, he's been working on this thing for like three years, four years. I don't know what's more. I don't know what's more frustrating. The him pursuing this soul station thing or the people that are like legitimately can't wait for it. I I don't get that. We've talked about this briefly before. So because one of my favorite artists is doing something that I have zero interest in, I'm just supposed to magnetically and robotically be attracted to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I have no interest in hearing Paul Stanley do his version of Motown st- less than zero. You put a new kiss record out. I'll be the, I'll be there in line waiting to buy it on the first day. You put a kiss unplugged or, or a release a new single. I'll be there immediately, but I, I get less than zero interest in you doing this. Well, it's two different things. I like Motown. I like, Paul I, know Stanley, you, I, I do too. I, I can't put them Cor- together. I like hockey. I like guns and roses, but I don't want to fucking watch Axel Ray Rose playing a fucking bear league. Do Why you? not? Why not? But you like both things. How come? How come you don't like? But why wouldn't you want to do that? That's what these Soul Station people you would guys, be yelling oh, at us. Oh, Axel, who are you playing? Are you playing the fucking the the Seattle Giants next next week in your fucking beer league? Oh, I hope you do well. Let me know who ends up on the score sheet. Oh, like now, 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 now. The more the you fuck. Now that being said, if Guns N' Roses did a pay per view event of Axel playing hockey. That would be friggin' entertaining as shit. Come on. Like, I don't give a fuck about them. Oh, I want to watch fucking Rush play in their wiffle ball league tournament. <laughs> like, why not? You like Rush and you like wiffle ball. You, you oh. automatically should like those two things. I'm going to watch fucking Getty Lee paint with his feet. Oh, well, I like painting. I like what? Rush. I know, and I th- and and that's you know, and if and if people listen to this episode and they're like, "Well, I didn't realize Zeus and Tom were fucking assholes," well then you ha- <laughs> then then you haven't listened to the eighty five previous episodes. Oh, and just oh, the <laughs> fucking bike photos and the close ups, like what did you say is fucking photos of Paul doing popping endos? His <laughs> yeah. BMX he's, bike. He's doing fucking. Bunny hops on his friggin' GT BMX uh, on his friggin' you know his mountain bike with his mongoose frame and mushroom grips and fucking on a PK Ripper. 
I got my fucking my red line with my yeah. friggin' with my frame stand is so I can do a cherry picker down the street. <laughs> His fucking cut off uh, t shirt. I'm gonna show sons out, Paul Stanley guns out. Oh yeah. god, that fucking close up of that fucking like stop doing close ups. Like who stop? Who crooked men? It's just. But I think the thing, and we said this, we've, we've mentioned this before too, you know, we're, we're trying to purge ourselves now, Yeah. you know, but I'm telling you, I, I don't know. We don't, we're recording on Wednesday for all we know, they could be something that happened tonight that sets us off into space and you'll probably hear about it in the next episode. But the, the, the problem here is, and, you know, kind of circle back to what we were talking about. I don't want to believe that this is what we're going to see for the next year. Like, I I can't believe that this band is going to be completely inactive with their fans until the tour resumes next year. I I, I don't want to believe that. Yeah. Well, I've, I'm, I've got a feeling pandemic Paul is here until they get on tour again. And uh, unfortunately we got to get used to it. it it's sad. There is, I, I've got to maybe let's make the prediction. My prediction nothing's going to change until they go on tour. No new products, no new fun events. And uh, pandemic Paul is going to be out there preaching his new found renaissance ideas. That's not going to change as well. I, I just got a feeling it's, we're going to have to get used to it. And, you know, gone is the star child that we knew before, and now it's pandemic Paul and his gang of uh, Renaissance men that he wants to be affiliated with. No, I think you're right. And I think that, you know, I, you know, like I said, I give credit to Gene occasionally being on social media and trying to, you know, he, he gets a little serious occasionally, but he seems a little bit more kiss centric with some of his things, but Tommy is very, very sporadic. If anything, I don't even he know. If I, Tommy well, can't do anything. He can't be on social media, do anything. That guy is more tortured than anybody. Fucking ace rules. I know. Yeah, fake it's true. Really? Fake ace. You it's, fucking suck. It's it's true. The minute he posts a picture, oh. he gets brutalized. And that's bullshit. Because Zeus and I, we may be we may, this episode might be us kind of airing the grievances here. We have ne- we love Tommy. We have never ever bashed him for being ace. Or being wearing the ace makeup, or or ripping ace off, or fake freely. We've never done that. If you've listened to the show, we love every member of this band. We always have. So that yeah. that we we've never bashed that. But you're right. Tommy Faye could post a picture. Oh, you know, have a rocking birthday, Gene Simmons. Fake ace. It's like what <laughs> yeah. the fuck, dude? I'm just trying to wish my friend a birthday <laughs> yeah. wish. Yeah. Fuck you, you fraud. Fuck right. You. Well, right. there, there's instigators. Somebody was putting up shit. They describe this person in two words. Oh, fake ace, fake Fraley, fuck face, fucking dildo. Whatever. That was bad. The, the, one, one of the one of the best Facebook pages and Twitter pages out there is Kissopolis. If you know, yeah. called, great, great kiss stuff. And they were doing a they were doing a series of, um, you know, describe Gene Simmons in three words and they do like, Oh, fa- what's your three favorite Gene songs. And they kind of went through all the members. Yeah. And when it came to, I, I think they did do Tommy. It's like yeah. fake fucking ace. I'm like, Oh 
like, not Ace Fraley. <laughs> it was awful. And I felt bad. I'm like, you guys are such. I am a fraud and shit. Like, yeah. That. Yeah. It was just, it was not good. It was not good. And I don't blame Kissopolis for that because they're, they're Kiss fans like us. They love the band, but you get those toxic fans and the toxic face group people. I'm not going to name names, but that one guy in that Facebook group that constantly posts <laughs> those unbelievable memes of like, the one of Tommy and Paul riding their bikes like naked. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, do you like Kiss or not? I don't get it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Eric doesn't get involved in social media. He never has. Never. Never. I bet you Tommy would more if he wasn't fucking so tortured. I know. It's true. The, he, that, he just gets bullied galore and it's just horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to get out of your system, Tom? No, I just like, you know, I know people are listening to us and want to just say it again, kind of in closing is that everything that we say here in between the laughs and the jokes, it comes from a place of frustration with the band that we love. We want more from them. And we know that you do too. And you know what? Maybe the power of social media, we can demand something. Maybe we can gather the masses and, and, and ask for, you know, another live stream or a Q and a, or some kind of video that Paul could do, or Gene could do or something, you know, they got the time on their hands to do it. And I know that we would all love to see it. So it'd be great if we could get that, but I I'm not, I'm not too confident about it. So I don't know. And your prediction by the time the pandemic's over, are they going to do anything different? And will pandemic Paul change? No, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Nope. I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate anything. If, if, if anything's a pleasant surprise, I mean, here's the one thing I will say this year, September, it is going to be the 45th anniversary of kiss alive being released. Mm-hmm. That may be the most monumental date in history, because if it wasn't for that, who knows what the hell would have happened? I really don't want to believe that the band is going to ignore that. I, I don't know if that means that there'll be some kind of deluxe box set, that there'll be a DVD, that there'll be something, but I don't want to believe in my heart of hearts as a Kiss fan that Paul Stanley is going to be like, Kiss Alive, what a great moment. See ya. Like, you know what I mean? 45 years, wonderful. I can right. remember now when we were in the studio. I mean, on the stage recording. <laughs> so... I got a feeling they'll probably send out a new LP box set vinyl something. That's it. But that would be but a I, great opportunity for them to 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 do something to to acknowledge know. to acknowledge the the album that 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 allowed them to be in existence in 2020, pretty much. Yeah, but the, it just it it just seems to me they might have some long term things in the uh, on the coffers there, like a documentary member and a couple other things. Yep. But until those things come out, they're not doing shit. They're not going to try to keep the fans engaged or anything. They're not going to do shit. You might be right. You might be right. But let's hope. And uh, we hope you guys, you know, are hoping as well. And like I said, get your voice out there. Gene and Paul are very active on social media. Maybe if we flood their feeds with we want kiss, <laughs> maybe they'll do something for us. Who knows? Or maybe like Paul will come by and fix people's backyard fucking swing sets or whatever else he's fucking doing in his time. <laughs> I can't. What? Screw, screwdriver Stanley? 
Paul the Builder. Paul the Plumber? Paul the Paul the Builder Stanley. Oh, you God. all need me to fix your backyard? Ooh. Get that seesaw ready. Here I come. Paul you go Brown. up. You go up. Then I go down. <laughs> when you like to go up, kids will go down. Ooh. <laughs> um, Private Cusano, get out of there. <laughs> get up here, fat boy. <laughs> Paul Stanley is going to have his own fucking fix-it network. Oh, like, Don't say that. Tool time with Paul Stanley. <laughs> Paul, we're in, we're in the middle of the South, in the middle of a fucking rainstorm. What are you doing wearing these pumas? <laughs> and you're going to get your pumas all muddy. Well, I keep all my tools in this leopard print fanny pack. It makes it for easy grabbing. Forget about those tool belts most normal people wear. Get your Paul Stanley Puma tool belt don't, today. Don't give him any ideas. Ooh, the hammer grip comes in leopard print. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this construction hard hat. It's modeled after the firehouse helmet. Oh, <laughs> if you call today, Peter Chris will come and mow your lawn twice. Oh God! See, this is what happens. That's oh right. Man. Oh man. All right, let's get out of this before we fucking destroy any sense of uh, uh, dignity that we have, if we have any left. That is true. Uh, that is true. Tom, when we finish a topic, and hopefully we finish this one for a while. Yep. Uh, let's get into a question. Okay. So this question is from our buddy, Steve. The question had multiple parts to it. So I'm going to pull one part of it from it. What artist would you like to see kiss perform with? So for example, remember that one time, I think it was Lady Gaga performed with Metallica at the Grammys. And it was like fucking wild and crazy. Like, is there an artist that like say kiss was going to be on the Grammys and they were like, they're going to perform with X. I have an answer. Go ahead first. Okay. Okay. So for me, I like it when different genres combine their talents, which is why I thought when Lady Gaga was with Metallica, it was fucking amazing. I thought it was so cool and different. Mm -hmm. So for me, I thought about this a little bit, and this one kind of popped into my head. So I love Elton John. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing Elton John joining Kiss to do Black Diamond. And at the beginning of the song, instead of that acoustic guitar and Paul Stanley doing out on the streets for a living, have Elton do it on the piano and have him do the out on the streets for a living part. And then have the band and Peter or Eric kick in with the lyrics. That would be something I would love because I love Elton John. And he can rock when he needs to. And I just think something like that, like I, like I said, genres mixing, I've always loved. Hmm. Something like that. Then, I know you're, I, I, I know you're a country guy, you know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, they've already done it. And that's hard luck woman with Garth Brooks. Yeah. Um, I would probably say the only other one I could think of would be something like nothing to lose with Rod Stewart. Yes. Okay. Um, somebody like Rod doing what do you call its part 
and then maybe Rod Stewart now doing Peter's part now yep. in doing Black Diamond. Or the other band I'd be interested in hearing them do is because I like both would be uh, Pearl Jam, who's yep. still active. Kiss with Pearl Jam. All the other peers, like I don't want to see them with Aerosmith. I don't no. think the music mixes. Um, who else could they do something with? Maybe with ACDC. But it's just Angus at this point. I mean, the, there's nobody really that's a full band that I could watch from other than Aerosmith. And I don't think the music mixes. Pearl Jam um, would be great because Mike McCready is like a huge Ace fan. Like he lo- yeah. he like he loves Kiss. Yeah, something like that. And yep. I think that might work. Yep. But good cool. question. Yeah, it is. And I, like I said, I like that's another thing. I mean, obviously, there's no really live award shows going on now, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. But but uh, no, great question. We love any question that you guys uh, send us. We try to get to them all. And speaking of that, you can send us questions to our email, which is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read all the emails. Um, Sometimes we'll read them on the air. We try to do our best to respond to them, either in writing or on the air. Then we have our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also send questions there. Questions, comments, reviews, episode ideas, whatever. And uh, you can hear the show. We're part of the Great Pantheon Podcast Network. You can hear us on all your platforms. You know, obviously the big ones, Apple, Spotify, et cetera. If there's a particular platform that you like that you might not be able to hear us on, let us know. We'll try to find out why it's not there. And on also on Facebook, we have the Great Shout It Out Loudcasters Facebook group, which is not a toxic Facebook group. We love all the all the members, all eras. People sharing pictures, videos, articles, stories, you know, whatever. It's great stuff. And what else? Our good friend, Ed from Click Tea Shop, Click with a K. Ed has unbelievable products, all Kiss-inspired gear, like real deep, deep Kiss fan kind of uh, graphics, including Shout It Out Loudcast gear as well. So visit Ed. We love Ed. Great guy. Good friend of the show. ClickTeaShop.com. Yeah, uh, you just about said it all. And feel free to please give us a five-star child review on either iTunes or Spotify or podchaser.com, which is a a great place you can look at other podcasts and review them and give your opinions on how they do. So the other thing is, Tom, is the DMs. We get them all the time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Reach out to us. I always, I mean, we enjoy reading some emails and things like that. We got one today we're going to read real quickly. Uh, gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast. Gmail.com. Pretty simple, pretty easy. Just give us your thoughts of the episode. Vent if you want to vent. Tell us you like something. Tell us you don't. Keep the emails coming, guys. We got one here that we want to read to you now. Uh, do you want to take the, the liberties, Tom, or you want me to? It's up to you. Oh, I'll take it. I have it right in front of me here. So this Good. is from this is from Dan the Man, uh, and also from uh, a new Twitter handle that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, very involved with the show, big Kiss fan. Uh, he says, "Great episode, thanks, guys." Here's my Twitter handle. I'm grateful for your podcast. It has really helped with entertaining me during quarantine. With two young kids going on walks and runs alone in the woods and listening to the podcast has been a real highlight during this very difficult time. Thank you, thank you for what you guys have done so far and really looking forward to seeing what comes next. Thank you, Dan the Man. And also, real quick, by the time you hear this, our bonus episode of uh, has been out there too. So 
hopefully you guys check that out. We'll, uh, we'll get feedback on that when we do uh, next month's September bonus episode. Yeah, we did Blizzard of Oz and already got crazy ba- uh, feedback on that. So I think you guys will enjoy that. Give that a listen if you're a fan. So, Tom, after that, we usually go to Famous Last Words. What do you got? Nobody knows where you're going. Nobody cares where you've been. And if you want to hear some stories, Exit Girl will let you in. Ooh! I love you. (laughs) You're the only one who could make me feel love was smart. I feel you deep inside of me. (laughs) Beating up against my heart. Oh, man. And I found out. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Found out. (laughs) Oh, man. What makes pandemic Paul go round? Ooh, Zeus quoting unmasked for his fi- famous last words. Ooh, big time. Nice. Anyways, <laughs> we are so disjointed right now. This is hilarious. I think we got ourselves all riled up. Anyway, Tom, we need to put like a blooper reel together. I know. And so we're trying to end this show and we've had to edit this five times because neither of us have acted like we've been on a podcast ever. And we keep talking over each other and forgetting what the fuck we're doing tonight. Neither of us have smoked anything. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with us, but I've made like 15,000 edits so far. Anyways, Tom, over to you. Well, the problem here is that we're just getting ourselves so heated up over like purging our souls for all this negative kiss energy. So we're a little bit all over the place, but no, Zeus, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed and and understood this episode and what it was all about. And we anticipate feedback, so please give it to us. And thank you guys always for listening. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Pandemic Paul, fuck you. And Paul Stanley, we love you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 